Welcome to another edition of the ONG Strike Zone. Brian Fulford, Kelvin Rozier, Kofi Hemingway. Ah, it's good to be back. We're getting closer and closer. Students are moving on campus. Uh, Kelvin, Kofi, how you brothers doing? Well, I guess you call Kelvin, but let me just say that moving in on the highest of seven hills is no joke. I moved my daughter in today, and it was hot, hot, hot. And, you know, now I will say that the staff was at, at FAMU is really cool and they were very hospitable and they were talking softly to us, which was good because had they had yelled and screamed and been, it would have been a fight if I damn it was just too hot. But uh, I'm happy to say that my daughter is moved in safely and soundly and I'm excited about her being a Rattler this year. All right, FAMU, hashtag FAMU25, is that right? Absolutely. Look, how do you compare it to your experiences? And did you go dad mode? Did you did you like share stories of what it was like when you moved in? I didn't move in because I, I'm a tally kid. Okay. So okay. Uh, my experience was much, much different. Uh, in addition to that, uh, I was in the band. Okay. So uh, I was in the dorms, but I wasn't officially in the dorms. I was okay. in the dorms because... We had practice at 6 a.m. And then back in that time, we were getting off the field at 12, 1 o'clock at night. And then, you know, calling section, then wake you up at 5 a.m. for you to run around the campus at 6. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was, it, that was that, you know, that hundred, uh, so to speak. So my experience was very, very different, um, you know, doing all of that and then going to the cab that was by the, you know, at the old calf where, you know, we had, it, it wasn't this gourmet food that they have it now, but uh, breakfast was, was halfway decent. You know, um, you know, we had a couple of little waffle irons and stuff that we could, you know, do our little stuff with, but these kids now they got pastries, donuts, biscuits, grits, eggs, omelets, if you want, uh, you know, oatmeal, they got all that. They got choices. We didn't have those choices. Like you finna eat these hit grits, these eggs. If you want cheese, bring your own. Um, we got some salt and some pepper for you. And here's the syrup for your waffle if you want it. And if you don't hey. want it, go to, go to McDonald's or something. Hey, don't forget now, they got Chick-fil-A and Wingstop. Bruh, and I mean, they got bugs, man, you know. Yeah, they, they, they live in a luxury. They it's almost better it. than Good. it's almost better than being at home. Look now, when I was attending the pre-drill, I want to say uh, about three or four years ago. I mean, the family cab has come a long way. They would give they was doing oxtails and rice, and you know, I was like oxtail and rice. Then they had roast beef. They had wow. baked chicken, fried. You know, of course, fried chicken Wednesday is still a part of the family tradition. Fried chicken Wednesday. It's still legit. 
I don't know if it's as good as fam. You have fried chicken Fridays and stuff that we used to have, but fried chicken Wednesday is is very good on the highest of seven hills. Trying to take. Nice, nice, Kelvin. Any uh, any moving uh, memories as the, as you got students moving in? Any moving memories that that you want to share that you can recall? No, you know, like Kofi, I was a, I was a local, so uh, I was home for the most part, and so uh, you know. Uh, it's a lot more organized and, and, and uh, a lot more user friendly now. Of course, you know, you know, we were part of the old dorms, right? So, <laughs> so there might have been window units at times and <laughs> and elevators that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, my lord, my god, it, it was just a bit different. Just a little different. Yeah, no, no, I, I was part. OK, so so I guess me being the one who got to move in, uh, I moved into Gibbs. And fortunately for me, I went to the summer. I went to the summer session, the orientation. So I got a chance to get a taste of where everything was and what it was going to be like. Uh, that that was that was interesting uh, and, and thankful to kind of see where the rooms were and, and what it was. going. You know, I so I had to kind of I, I planned it out. I even to this day, I don't like standing in lines. I don't, you know, so as much as I could plan ahead, I did and tried to, and then just tried to tell my parents, you know, my dad wasn't helping me move anything. He was like, no, nah, that's your stuff. Go ahead. You move your stuff up. You know, that big trunk, Yeah, you, you go ahead and figure out a way or find one of these other brothers out here to help you out. You know, and it was like, so I had to pack light with that trunk because I knew it was going to be just me carrying it or either I had to get one of the little portable dollies. You know, and so, uh, yeah, you yes. know, moving up to That's the fifth good. floor was no joke. Fifth floor on the corner, though. Got the corner room, though. Made, made My sure. God. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So, all right. Well, hey, we, we looked, we, 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 uh, we have to, to uh, stay abreast on how things go for uh, hashtag FAMU25, uh, the uh, young Hemingway. And, and uh, you know, we get to follow along with this. So, uh, good times and congratulations to, uh, all the, uh, the the new rattlers, the the transfers, as well as the new incoming freshmen, uh, you you guys be safe and enjoy uh, Tallahassee. And uh, hey, fellas, speaking of being safe, you know, right now, you know, we we got to start the show and kind of just give our little public service announcement and remind people because we are in Florida, uh, and and you know, FAMU is in Tallahassee. It's in a hotbed state. And uh, we got to, yeah, yeah, we, we have to, regardless of even if we are vaccinated, we, we still might have to mask up. Uh, Kelvin, you were sharing some interesting numbers about things that you see in Leon County. Uh, you you want to kind of share what you've seen recently from some numbers there? Yes, Leon County Schools has a dashboard. Um, and uh, as of to this morning, there was a 600 and I believe 41 um, people who were, that's K through 12, that were in uh, quarantine and about 141, and that included staff as well as students that are positive. And that's within the first three days. Um, also in the Leon County, we're averaging about 21,000 new cases per week. Yeah. Um, it's, we're, we're extremely high. And um, that's before the students moved in and were back. So, right. you know, there's, there's still a lot of concern about us 
getting through. You know, we got a holiday weekend coming up. We got football coming up. Of course, now that the students will be back and moved in before classes start, you know, you're going to have some social events where they congregate. I heard Florida State had something similar to that uh, over the last day or two with their students. Because they, they, they move and started last Thursday. So, you know, hopefully everybody will stay safe, stay diligent, wear their mask, get vaccinated. And um, and hopefully, you know, prediction is we, we won't hit our peak until – September, late September, uh, but we can put it then in that and maybe change that narrative by doing by being responsible. Yeah, these and, first two weeks are going to be hot. Yeah, and let me just say this uh, to those that are listening: if you, you know, uh, the virus is not going anywhere, just like the flu. The flu is here. You know, we gonna sooner or later you're gonna have to encounter it. The best thing for you to do, in addition to wearing your mask and doing the necessary, taking the next necessary protocols to uh, get vaccinated, please, please, please take your supplements, take your vitamins, do whatever you gotta do to boost your immune system. Vitamin D, zinc, lysine. Talk to a nutritionist. Talk to your doctor about what they believe would be good for you. I am trying to tell you, of course, the, the best thing that you can do is boost your immune system to be able to withstand the, the, the interactions that you're going to have. Obviously, I'm in the school system. I work with a number of different kids on a daily basis who choose not to wear their masks, who love to come and hug you, who love to say, hey, Coach K, how you doing? i they love to do all of that stuff. What I'm telling you is, um, you know, do whatever you got to do to boost your immune system. It does work. Yeah, well said. Uh, so, you know, obviously we, we mentioned all that at the start because that's a realistic concern. I mean, look, we I brought it up a couple of weeks ago. We understand what's at stake. And, and just in about two weeks or two weeks, we'll be down in Miami Gardens. Hopefully we'll be in Miami Gardens. We're, we're praying that everything stays you know? people are people are actively looking at you know people that are comfortable are still coming uh i'm going uh yeah. people that are not comfortable are not going they're looking to sell their tickets to do whatever um it's still going to be a great event uh i don't foresee it would have to be a major catastrophic event for them to yeah. cancel or postpone this event because it's too big. It's a lot of money. That's it. Yeah, it's a lot of money. A lot of money involved in this thing right trying now. They're trying to get this in cash. So, um, you well, know, that being, said, that being said, you know, people just need to be responsible. Be responsible. Just because it's a party doesn't mean you got to go to the party. Just because it's a club don't mean you have to go to the club. Just because it's a Savoy don't mean you have to go to the Savoy, a lounge or wherever. <laughs> Chill out. You know, what, what, what's play a, spades what? online. Play bid whiz online. Play Scrabble online. You can do that online, and I do it online, and I talk plenty of trash, plenty of noise. I, I keep it moving. And if I have to socialize, it's with a select group of people who happen to be vaccinated. True that. You just lost the young people, man. They don't know nothing about the Savoy or yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 I was talking to the old head that. that's still on here and watching <laughs> this out. That, that, that I go back and look at the boy. When I go back and look at the demographics on the show, it's going to skew one way now. I know that. Watch for this. Sure. 
Watch this. Juke joint. All the juke joint people. Oh, hell. Now you just went a whole nother, you went a whole nother age bracket right there. All the top flight people. Where you at? Raise your hand. Put it out there. Top flight. Put it online. Top flight. Top flight. Top flight. Hashtag top flight. Hey, look, what's interesting to bring all this up is uh, as we get close to the Blossom Classic, Orange Blossom Classic, we're hoping uh, what what happened most recently, you saw the city of Montgomery, Alabama, decide to make the decision to limit activities surrounding what they, I mean, they put a lot of investment in the two-day football classic weekend going on in Montgomery, the Red Tails Classic. Uh, and then you also had uh, the Red, Tail- Red Tails Classic, I believe, was um, Tuskegee and Miles. No, Tuskegee and help me out here. Is it Fort Valley State? And then you had Alabama State and Miles playing the next day. Something of that effect. I know Kofi's going to look that up for me to be exact. But it was basically two games, one on a Saturday, one on a Sunday. Um but all of the, the city of Montgomery has basically said that they don't want to have any post game or no, no activities going on in their buildings uh, that particular weekend. I mean, they're pretty much, you know, they're still letting people go to the game. They, they want to encourage people to go to the game, but they're just trying to limit the amount of places where, you know, you might potentially have some issues. Right. So let's hope. I know there's a lot of people hoping to go down to South Florida and experience a great weekend. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, and so we, we hope that none of those events get pulled off the shelf by the city of Miami gardens or other organizations. You, you found it there, Kofi. What was the name of it? It was the, um, red, you got the red tails. Yeah. You got the red tails classic. And then uh, the the other the other name the name of the other game escapes me. You know, if I had Drew with me, Drew would know it right off the back of his of the back of his hands. Uh, back, you know, so I, I just can't think of it right off the top. But we'll come back. You know, we, we'll not. You, yes, you, it's uh, Fort Valley, Fort Valley and Tuskegee, Tuskegee and uh, Fort Valley. Right, that's the Rail Tales Classic, and then of course you had Miles taking on Alabama State as well. Um, so that that would have been uh. You know, the, the games are still happening. So that's one thing that's happening. Crowds are still happening. So we, we know and that for sure. People are going to, I don't know what the tailgating policy is going to be. Uh, that's probably the, the major concern. That's where, um, that's really football in the South. That's the exactly. thing that you really, really look forward to is the tailgates. The fried fish, the smell of fried fish, fried chicken, crab rice, ribs, chicken, you know, all of that stuff. Crab rice. All right, you got to hit me to that. I'm not familiar. Are you haven't had crab rice? I'm look. I'm open to anybody. Whoever's having a tailgate and wants to has you know introduce me to crab rice. I'm there. I'm just being honest. I'm you know. I don't look. Don't look so amazed, Kofi. Stop it. All right, let me move on because <laughs> that look. Man, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I missed out on something big time now. Like I haven't had a Krispy Kreme donut. That's how you looked at me. Like. What? You haven't had a Krispy Kreme donut? I mean, come on, B. What's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> look, let's get into some of this talk. Remind you, make sure you're following the ONG Strike Zone. We are now on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at ONG Strike Zone. Make sure to head over to the Facebook page. Make sure you find us, join us, uh, be a part of uh, everything we do. Like and subscribe to shows that you find us on YouTube. 
We are exclusively on the BCSN Pod Zone. So whenever you want to find our shows, go to the BCSN Pod Zone everywhere that you listen to podcasts. Google, Apple, iHeart, we are there. Search BCSN Pod Zone. All of our YouTube, all of these shows, this show, this video format, um, find it on our, again, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at OMG Strike Zone. All right, we got a lot to get into, fellas. Not a big day. We got some football talk. We've got some uh, marching 100 uh, uh, preseason stuff to talk about. We've got a volleyball interview coming up uh, with uh, head coach Gokhan uh, Yilmaz. Gokhan Yilmaz will be uh, joining us a little bit later here in the show. Uh, the volleyball season kicked off, and so we're going to chance to talk with him. Uh, it's been, look, we talked about the football team has been off 620 days. Volleyball has been off just as long. So they're itching to get back on the court. Um, we'll give an update on their first exhibition that they had against Florida State uh, just the other door. Well, as of recording this, it just happened not too long ago. So uh, we'll talk about that. Um, got some updated information on the FAMU men's basketball trip to Puerto Rico. You know, that was real hush-hush, but, it, you know, we just had to do a little investigative reporting, so we're going to share some of that info uh, with you. But let's get into talking about football, fellas. The first fall scrimmage in the books this past Saturday uh, closed off to the public. Uh, you know, only a few media folks were there. And, of course, um, you know, coming out of that contest, uh, it seemed like uh, Coach Simmons was was pretty happy with uh, the way the scrimmage went. Uh, I believe they said they got about 100 plays or maybe close to 100 plays in. Um, what, are, what are some of the uh, impressions or first thoughts and takes that you have from the scrimmage, from the reports that we have? I'll start with you, Kelvin, uh, Kelvin and then go over to you, Kofi. So I kind of pay attention to what the coaches are saying, especially the first week, that very first scrimmage. Um, and I'll say that everything seemed to be going how I kind of expected it to go thus far. Um, the coach talked about the offense and some pre-snap issues with penalties. And, uh, you know, he made mention of that. The quarterbacks, when they combined 23 of 33 for 310 yards, that's our top three quarterbacks. And um, with four touchdowns and on the one interception, and then um, our first-string quarterback, Rashawn McKay, uh, he didn't have any turnovers, and he had he was 9-12, to 12, I think. Uh, so he was sharp, no turnovers, and I think that's going to be the formula, especially with the talent he has around him. Um, they also mentioned about wide receiver Jamari Sherrod. Sh- coming from um, Texas State. He caught two touchdown passes and, uh, you know, Rat Boys 2.0, they're, they're loaded and uh, add another explosive weapon that can go the distance at any time uh, really is going to be um, tough to contain. And then the, the other thing that stood out to me was the co-defense coordinator, Ryan Smith. Uh, he talked about uh, – he thought that they needed more reps in terms of tackling. He wasn't happy with the tackling at that scrimmage. And uh, so I'm sure he'll definitely be uh, 
addressing that. And then last but not least, we had a, a rookie that showed a flash. Yeah. And that was the running back, DeAndre Francis, uh, Rickers grad. And uh, he scored a couple of touchdowns also. One, he went uh, about 70 yards untouched. And he also runs track. He's small in stature, as Coach say. But I watched him in the state championship game last year against the, I think, three-time defending state champions. And they knew he was going to get the ball, and he ran all over them too. So <laughs> so the kid is the real deal, and, and he's flashing already. So a lot, a lot to be happy about for a first scrimmage. Right. Shout out to DeAndre Francis. Followed us on Twitter uh, right after that scrimmage. So, you know, shout out to the young fella following the ONG strike zone. You know, he knows. He knows. And we followed him right back. So, you know, we got to give love to the young, uh, the, the the young, the future. And we yeah. might we have to come up with a good name for him. But right now we're just going to call him the future. Uh, young DeAndre Francis. Um, any surprises uh, from you, Kelvin or Kofi, the fact that that quarterback battle. I mean, we we talked about a week ago, Rashawn, of course, Cameron Sapp, both of them took most of the reps, but also in that mix was uh the freshman, true freshman, junior Maritovic from out of Wakiva High School. Uh, not much about LaJon Howard, who we kind of thought might be that third guy. Any any surprises or thoughts there? Not really. I mean, I met Maritovic this summer and he has a ton of confidence, a ton of swag. He was on Twitter uh, getting a lot of the guys that were here. He was here this summer. So he's been uh, having an opportunity to really work with the guys. Um, I want to say I'm not surprised, but just because you're not necessarily hearing about them doesn't necessarily mean that they're not doing a good job. Um you know, uh, a lot of people are looking. Uh, obviously, the QB is going to get a ton of, uh, I want to say, attention uh, on any team, but especially the QB at FAMU just because of our tradition um, with our quarterback play. And because we're coming behind a season where Ryan Stanley has been the guy for really like four years, and we knew that. Um, yeah. It's kind of like Tennessee was when Peyton Manning was there. I was like, oh, God, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? But T. Martin stepped in. The boys went 11-0, and the rest is history. So um, I'm – I'm comparison you just made right there. But go ahead. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, I, I'm saying that this is probably the most talented FAMU football squad uh, since 1999. Um, the Death Star is almost complete. So – uh, I am saying that to say I am. I feel real good about our quarterback room. No matter who takes, who gets under center, if it is Rashawn McKay, and I believe that it's probably going to be. If it's going to be um, uh, Cameron Sapp, if it's going to be Maritovic, if it's going to be um, Howard, if it's going to be Jacory, if it's going to be any of those guys, this this quarterback room is solid. They are fundamentally sound. Um, it's just a matter of understanding the nuances of the offense so that you're not having to make delayed decisions when you're back behind the line and under pressure. So our guys are um, doing, we have a ton of skill positions. I mean, man, we are freaking loaded just about everywhere. So it's scary uh, how loaded we are. It really we is. We are loaded. And I'm just looking to see how, 
you know, that game action is going to be because it's going to be intense and it's going to be a fast paced game. And, uh, you know, it comes down to who's going to make the least amount of mistakes. But uh, as far as like right now, my excitement and confidence level about Rattler football is high as it's ever been. Um, any any takeaways, uh, any other takeaways from you, Kofi, or or you, Kelvin, before we head to a break and, and uh, just, just want to kind of wrap up any thoughts from practice from the first scrimmage and maybe what might we can what might you expect for the second or what are you looking forward to out of the second the word is consistency you know any coach is going to look for consistency and 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 to be at a different level of competency as you go throughout your camp the fluidity of your people um the comfortability of your people and you want to see less mistakes um, I, I always look at penalties. You know, I'm a Miami Dolphin fan. That's why I look funny at that Indianapolis coat hat you got in the back back there. But I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. And Don Shula always had teams that were the least penalized team in the NFL, largely because he served on the competition committee. But they worked on that kind of thing so that they weren't making stupid stupid penalties during the game. And if you watch... Uh, the Patriots, the reason why they are so consistent um, is they understand, they limit their mistakes. They know what to do. They don't make dumb penalties most of the time. So these are the things that can turn a game on its ear. And I'm telling you, with these swag referees, you have got, you have got to be on your P's and Q's as much as, as, much as you can. Because they would they call you because a fly was on your helmet or something like that. Kelvin, what do you got quickly? Field goal kicker. I want to see that play out and see who's going to be our kickoff specialist. Uh, I didn't think that we got the ball deep enough consistently on our kickoffs as well as uh, field goal kicking. I want to see some consistency there. So we got a transfer from Delaware State. We got one guy who returning and um, we got a freshman. So I'm, I'm trying to, I think, you know, that's one of the holes I want to see um clear it up and then um I think a quiet group they're not quiet in scrimmages so far but in terms of you know we talk about skilled people and all the depth uh this DB unit that we have yeah. right and we've got some transfers we we, we stayed adding to that room um I, I they're going against the best and I firmly believe that iron sharpens iron so with that receiving core and those running back groups that they're going against practicing and uh, every day, they only get better. They're winning their share of battles already. Um, and I think that's going to be maybe our second best unit behind the wide receiver group. And they have to play that, that play like that from week to week. But what I want to see this team do is continue to work hard, focus, and put in the work. Don't get caught up in this, in, you know, all the hype, right? It's going to be a lot of hype around them. Just, just continue to put in the work and stay hungry. Right. Some good reports uh, on famuathletics.com. I want to encourage you, if you haven't already been there, go check out some of the reports coming out of camp. They're doing a great job. Uh, the university is at providing some behind the scenes and some detailed coverage. Uh, and, and of course, you can always find coverage in a few other places, uh, you know, behind a few paywalls. But if you want free coverage, go to famuathletics.com. And then, of course, come on to the ONG Strike Zone. Follow us. Make sure on Twitter, 
Instagram, Facebook, you know, we'll, we'll anytime we got some nuggets and information, we'll make sure to share it out. When we come back, we've got the head women or head volleyball coach. I shouldn't just say head women, but the the the, the head coach, the head volleyball coach, Coach Gokhan Yomaz, coming up right after this break. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone with Brian, Kelvin, Kofi. We'll be back right after these words. Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to myjbn.com slash support and be a part of the Black College Sports Network. Majesty is a premium health and wellness tea line focused on bringing delicious yet healthy tea blends to the community. Filled with an abundance of vitamins and antioxidants, we work to blend teas with exotic spices and fruits to produce scrumptious and wholesome beverages. So check us out at MyMajesties.com. That's M-Y-M-A-J-E-S-T-E-A-S.com. My Majesties, an Urban Passport member. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian, Kelvin, Kofi, and join us right now, the head coach of our volleyball program, Coach Gokhan Gilmas, who's joining us fresh off of the first exhibition game of the season uh, for the uh, Lady Rattlers going up against uh, Florida State. Uh, had a had a great, uh, great game today, uh, great exhibition. So we look forward to talking to him. We're going to talk to him about the upcoming season, but First off, Coach, thank you for joining us. How does it feel to be back on the court after two years of not being able to play? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's really exciting. Uh, my team was very excited to start playing, and they've shown a lot of character, sticking with it, you know, practicing hard over the two years. Um, it was very difficult for some of them, uh, but we've been recruiting really well in the last three years. I think we put together a very nice team. And today's especially first set was a great testament for it. Florida State is a perennial top 25 team. Uh, it was a great game. And then uh, we took a step back a little bit, but it's a learning curve. And we got to get people mashed uh, together and play. But it was very promising. But one thing I have to say is 
it was a great crowd as well. You know, the setup was great. I think the whole university is very excited to see us play, and that that makes us even uh, more excited. Yeah, de definitely. Uh, the, you guys were the first. You were almost like the official welcome back to campus uh, party because the first, the first game, the first team to actually, you know, have a have a game on campus in what probably what two years, guys? And has it been that long? Almost seems like forever. Yeah. Yeah. So what what was for you personally? What was what's been the toughest part of the last? couple of years or really since the end of 2019 uh and, and the way the season ended in 2019 what for you personally what's what's been what's been the toughest part of going through uh the the past couple years well first up i want to recognize one of our players rihanna wilson is her birthday today so happy birthday to rihanna okay. um the most difficult part is stay motivated uh you know as coaches and players at this level we all want to win and the way we measure how we do is to have an opponent on the other side. And uh, we kept recruiting really well, and uh, we kept bringing really good kids. They would practice hard, but for one reason or another, it's COVID lately that uh, we couldn't end up competing. But we knew we had a very good team to compete for a conference championship two years ago, even this last year when uh, it got shut down. We're on the same boat. But I think uh, just finding that rhythm and understanding, you know, it takes a different mentality to play against an opponent compared to being in practice. I think that will take some adjustment, but uh, it was very promising today. I cannot um, give enough credit to our kids and our coaching staff for uh, preparing us to play. Calvin, go ahead. Yeah, Coach. So um, I want you to kind of talk about your perception, what can we expect in terms of the SWAT conference and what do you see as the biggest difference between the SWAC and the MEAC? And I noticed you got about uh, four kids, three from Texas, I think an Alabama kid from SWAT country on your current roster. I also noticed you got like three seniors or grad students and then seven juniors, then, then about five or six freshmen. So just kind of talk about going into this new conference, what your expectations are and the makeup of your team. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to be in SWAC. I think they have a great tradition in volleyball and uh, we're just here to add to that, honestly. Uh, I think it's going to be very competitive. There's teams that are used to winning. Uh, Jackson State, Alabama State, Alabama A&M are top of the conference. Arkansas Pine Bluff, uh, very, very good coach there now. Big improvement this year, made it to the conference finals. And we see a lot of up-and-coming programs too, Grambling State, Prayer View, they all have done very well. So I'm expecting huge competition. Plus, we also bring the Tunkukman with us, which uh, is always a tough team to play, either in Tallahassee or in Daytona. Um, and one of the main differences is, you know, we're not familiar with these teams, but they're very athletic. I think it's going to be a matter of learning how we travel to these towns. Uh, what do we need to do to be successful? Because it's one thing to play against Florida State. It's a different makeup of players, but it's a different thing to play against Jackson State. Both are quality opponents, but the game and the makeup of the team can be slightly different. That's uh, what we're looking at. From a recruiting standpoint, I'm extremely happy. We've done a good job recruiting some Texas kids. Uh, we're seeing a lot of interest from Dallas, Houston, San Antonio kids. 
we also have, you're right, uh, Kalia Todd, which is one of our freshmen, very highly recruited kid out of Birmingham. I think moving into SWAC helped us to get her here too. Um, so it's opening up a lot of opportunities to the west of us, uh, to the states that uh, we're traveling now. So I think that's uh, positive because, you know, when you play in MEAC, it's not very realistic to get a kid from Washington, D.C. or Maryland from that area compared to somebody uh, more so of a driving distance to us and understands what SWAC is all about, understands the rivalries, understands the homecoming and how uh, everything works. So I'm, I'm very happy to be, to be in SWAC. Kofi, how about you? What do you got? Well, I, I absolutely love the sport of volleyball, and uh, that was good. It's very exciting to see um, the, the crowd that came out today as well as your, your feedback. Um, so with being a volleyball coach, do you all have the opportunity to review videotapes of other teams? Do you all trade tapes just like they do with football, or is that uh, how do you all scout or strategize for an additional opponent? Well, uh, we moved to an online portal called Volumetrics that every team in the country upload their matches and it's broken down by each contact. So we're able to see every match that's played around the country. And we do some work with practice with those guys too. And our goal here eventually is to be successful in the NCAA tournament. We want to win a conference championship for sure. But we're also thinking about how we can be competitive in the first and second round of the NCAA tournament. So watching those opponents, uh, knowing what they look like or what it takes to beat them uh, is very valuable. Um, so that's something uh, we spend quite a bit of time every day, honestly, learning um, and just analyzing or maybe finding out some things that they do we can implement in our gym. Absolutely. Wow. So what is the, uh, what would you say the, um, the reception has been like for you and the volleyball program uh, considering just today, how are you enjoying the, the culture here on the highest of seven Hills? Well, I love it. Um, I don't know if you know, I worked at Florida state long time. I was the associate head coach there, helped them to establish a top 25 program and ended up being awesome. a head coach at FAMU. So I love it here in Tallahassee. I love the tradition. I tell our kids too. I also worked at university of Arkansas, but I've never seen, people owning their school and being a part of it as much as FAMU does. So it's really good to see that ownership alumni has, current students have, even, you know, people that work on campus have that mom and daughter relationship between people. I think that makes a huge difference and helps us in recruiting because uh, parents of the kids feel comfortable sending their kids to such an institution, knowing that not only coaches, but the entire institution will take care, care of their daughters. I think it's really fabulous, but uh, today is a testament to what a great job our marketing did, uh, what a great job our sports information did. It was a really nice crowd being able to pull students there. And uh, we were proud to be the first one playing. And I know the girls were very excited. Right. And, and, Co and Coach, you, were, you guys are in the Lawson Center. And of course, where you are, you're in old, you're in Gaither Gymnasium, which is now, you know, for us, we're old school. We remember when everything was in Gaither Gym. But now Absolutely. Gaither Gym is like that's home to the volleyball program now. Uh, and so when you get into those regular season swag matches, they're gonna be right there behind you 
in Gaither Gym, and we are we are hoping that that place is as loud as it used to be when we were on campus. Because when that place gets rocking, that place gets rocking. So um, you know we're gonna be out there encouraging uh, Rattler Nation on campus and in the community to get out to those swag matches, especially when we you know have those contests against uh, Jackson State. And you know Jackson State's got this. They got this little winning streak going on right now, but we we, we look forward to playing them. Um, talk a little bit about uh, the, the, this contest today against Florida State. Uh, you, you mentioned the fact that, you know, uh, giving props to our marketing program, our marketing team and everyone athletics. It, this was a this was a well publicized game for us, even though we know it's an exhibition game. It, it, it's important for our community at FAMU to play this game. So, you know, talk a little bit about your, your top performers today. We, we know you got out to a great start winning that very first set of the season. It looked like, I don't know, it maybe was it fatigue that kind of kicked in in those later matches or, or maybe just the adrenaline kind of wore off. What Just kind of, you know, if you can summarize that uh, t- today's experience, if you can. Yeah, I want to go back to the Gaither Gym. This is why I came back here for the interview. And I want to give credit to Calvin Rozier. He was really instrumental in getting the floor done and helping us to uh, move here. And we played a Bethune-Cookman match here. It was really electric here. It was really a great atmosphere. And our goal is to make FAMU Nation proud. So uh, I think this will be a good thing for us to be able to play here. Uh, from the game standpoint, um, we have several returning players and uh, we also have some kids that we added this year Uh, so we're expecting a lot and I was telling our kids too I feel like our 14th player this year is much better than our seventh or eighth player that was three years ago and it's no knock on those groups but it shows how well we recruited and um, that's my job as a coach to out recruit everyone we have in the gym and it's their job to make sure that's impossible right so right. that's what um, we keep trying to do. But from performance standpoint, um, we have Dominique Washington. That's a grad transfer to us from Georgia Tech. We're expecting her to do great things for us. Uh, we have several um, young ladies in the middle uh, playing for our team. Um, one of them is Isis Williams going into her third year. She's one of those kids that kept working hard but it's the first time she's playing. This was her first official match and she's starting her fifth semester here. Uh, We have a very good libero at just along. We added a couple of nice setters. One of them was uh, not um, playing today. We're waiting for uh, her to be cleared, uh, hoping that she'll be available in the first match. Uh, But we can go name and name. You know, we have a captain, Karina, uh, that came back and did great things for us. Uh, Emerald Jacobs, one of the outsides that's playing out of Houston, also is on the track team, uh, one of the faster girls in 400 and 200 in the conference. Uh, They all are stepping up. And our captains, uh, Alexis Mann, Karina, and Isis, are doing a great job with uh, leadership. Uh, The most important thing we keep emphasizing is it's a long season. We're going to play some bad games. We're going to play some bad sets. Today we played one and a half, you know, below average set, but it's a matter of how much we improve with every contact, every practice, and that's what we're here to do. So it was um, 
optimistic from that sense, but also remembering we practiced twice yesterday. Kids are lifting. We have a very short window to uh, prepare for the season. So fatigue might play into it, but I know we're going to play better. So now our job becomes how we replicate that first set and play that twice. And then towards the end of the season, play three times. So uh, that's the mission starting tonight with looking at video and coming up with a practice plan tomorrow. Right. I, I just want to make sure I just want to shout out your captains again. You said uh, captains are number uh, number three, Karina Presser, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 10, Isis Williams. Isis Williams, correct. And number 14, uh, Alexis Mann. Correct, yes. All right. Well, definitely want to make sure we shout out those young ladies. And, and so, look, the SWAC uh, already came out with their sort of their, their preseason, the first of two parts of their whole preseason thing for volleyball. Uh, kind of to be expected, you know, FAMU wasn't listed anywhere on any of the individual player stuff. But we know, look, we're, we're new to the conference. We, we kind of know, you know, they, they're not going to award us anything. But I am curious about, you know, uh, prior to 2020, you know, the MIAC had picked us to finish second, uh, I believe, in 2020. And, uh, you know, so unfortunately that season didn't happen. And now here we are. Any, I, you know, I don't know if you get into that whole preseason analysis stuff, but any thoughts on where you think we might be predicted as we come into this upcoming season? Well, um, I want to give a little insight on how SWAC picks uh, preseason all-conference players. If you make all-conference team the year before, and if you're a returning player, you're automatically preseason all-conference for the following year. Okay, and right. COVID, Same thing they do for football. Yes. Okay. COVID giving extra eligibility for all the kids, almost everybody returned. Yeah. And our players didn't have stats in the last two years, so we couldn't submit them for selection. Mm-hmm. So I understand, and all of those are great players. I'm not saying uh, we would have so many of them, but we still have very good group here. Uh, I told the team today, um, it's no knock on anybody uh, on our group. We are going to face great competition, uh, but how you finish is as important as how you start. So I think our goal is to put multiple players on those lists at the end of the year. And in order of finish, I would think we would be in top third. Again, it's going to be very difficult to um, vote us one way or another, because like I mentioned, um, you know, we're bringing in a player, Kalia Todd from Birmingham, not many people will know how good she is. Same thing with Dominique Washington coming in from Georgia Tech. People haven't seen her compete. Or Isis Williams, who has been here for three years, but haven't had a chance to compete. So um, I think it's going to be difficult, but I would expect us to be top three. And um, we have to work our way up. We need to, again, improve every day. This is a long season. You need to play well at the end of November. And uh, that's our goal at the moment. All right. Kelvin and then Kofi, any final thoughts with Coach? Coach, uh, I, I know the work you put in, and I know you work with a lot of camps and everything, and I know um, the effort you put in over the last two or three years, even when uh, we haven't been playing games. I want to wish you the best of luck. I know you're going to do great. I know the kid's going to do great. and. Uh, 
The one thing I would like for you to talk about real quick is the schedule. I know most of our home games are going to be in October. And uh, and then you got a lot of tournaments you playing in September. So just kind of talk about uh, your schedule and, and, and your philosophy and, and putting that schedule together for this year. Yeah, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, we also want to be successful in the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, this was a good start for us today. So what we do is NCAA tournament in volleyball, first two rounds is regional. So we like to schedule regional competition to start with. And uh, first weekend gives us an opportunity to play um, at South Alabama, which is usually a very good team. Uh, Charleston Southern is there. They do very well. Uh, their coach is a former Power Five coach, was at Mississippi State, was at UCA before then, great coach. So I think they're going to be very strong. And then we added Florida Gulf Coast, which is top 75 RPI NCAA tournament team every year. We play FIU, another great in-state competition, and USC Upstate. And then we're going to go to College of Charleston, which is, again, NCAA tournament team every year to play Campbell there, which is picked second uh, in Big South. So they're going to be very good. Uh, their coach is also a good friend, was at Auburn a long time. Um, so that brings us a different way of playing. And that tournament was uh, valuable to us because it also has Idaho State. They bring a different regional play, which we normally don't see. And now we're going to go play at a Power 5 school at Auburn. And it was a great opportunity to go see what it looks like and have a shot at playing against uh, a power five school during the regular season. And we're thinking some of these teams are the ones we might see in the NCAA tournament if we have to be there at the end of the year. So my goal is to stay within driving distance if possible, give us different styles of play. Auburn gives us all taller, big girls playing uh, SEC volleyball compared to Campbell gives us, you know, very crafty volleyball. That's different styles you have to defend. And I think it's uh, very helpful to prepare for the conference because we are having to adjust and do different things and solve puzzles. So um, that's what I look at when I try to schedule. It's very difficult for home games this year. Uh, we usually try to do home and away with UNF, Jacksonville, Troy, uh, COVID is still hitting the budget some, so we were unable to do those, but those should be on cue uh, back on 2022 again. Nice, nice. Kofi, any final thoughts with Coach? Man, Coach, I wish you the best of luck. You are amazing. It was great to hear uh, your coaching philosophy and, and different things. How does Leon County match up with the rest of the state in regards to its level of volleyball competition on the high school level? Well, it's a very good place. Uh, we qualify a lot of teams in juniors, uh, juniors volleyball. So with USAV and AAU volleyball, uh, Leon High School is very good. Uh, they win state championship pretty much every other year. They're up there in the final four quite a bit. Uh, Sneeds High School to the west of us won eight state championships in a row. Um, so they're doing very well. Charles. Lincoln, very good schools. Florida High uh, is now up there. Uh, we're actually recruiting a kid out of uh, those guys. So it is very good volleyball level. Uh, and it helps us compare the kids that we see here to the kids we see in different states too. Um, so that's the part. But our overall goal is to find the best possible players to make sure that we represent 
FAMU and our tradition to the best of our ability. And uh, I think we possible together, place. Yeah. And I think we put together a great team. Uh, like I said, the girls are working really hard. I'm really, really proud of them uh, at this point. Keep striking, coach. I'm excited to see what you all are going to bring to the table for Rattler Nation this year. Keep on striking. The best is yet to come. We're here to make you all proud. Well Thank said. You. Well said. Well, hey, coach, look, we want to keep up with with the program. So every week, anytime we get an opportunity, I know, especially early on, you got tournaments on the weekend. So if we get a, can, uh, a chance to catch up with you in the middle of the week or early in the week, you know, we, we want to do that uh, because we are here for all of our athletic programs at FAMU. And so uh, we want to make sure we give uh, our volleyball program as much love as everybody else. So anytime, you know, you want to come on, uh, you know, you know how to reach Calvin. Uh, you you now I'm going to make sure you know how to reach me and Kofi. And, uh, you know, we, we're going to follow the program. We're going to pump up the program as much as we can. And we're going to wish you guys, wish you ladies, your team, the most uh, success. And uh, hopefully I, I expect you to be back on, whether it be next week or the week after, uh, right before or after that first tournament. Okay, coach? Absolutely. I'm up for the challenge. I'll be here anytime you guys call me on and I'll keep uh, sending you guys updates as well. All right. All right. And we, we definitely appreciate to, your time. Yeah. Appreciate your time. Hey, go Thank get you. some rest coach. It's been a busy day today. Congratulations on getting the first uh, game under the belt and uh, best of luck the rest of the year. All right, coach. Thanks so much. Have a great evening. Thank you. All right. Let's go. All right. God bless you. All right. Coach Gokhan Yilmaz, head coach. Florida A&M uh, volleyball program. We'll be back right after these words. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone. Brian, Kelvin, Kofi with Coach Gokhan. Make sure you follow the uh, Rattlers on social media at FAMU Volleyball on Twitter. All right, we'll be back right after these words. Follow the Black College Sports Network on social media at MyBCSN1, the number one, on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at MyBCSN1. It was a, a monumental game for AM and Tampa. It was a monumental game. Somebody had to lose, and thank God it was them this time. We knew it was going to be a battle. Look at Jake Avis' record 202 and 36, I think. Some, some un, off the wall figures. And nobody would play him because they didn't want to take a chance of getting beat. But the truth of it is, over 46,000 tickets. Blacks were sitting on in, in the East Stands. Whites were sitting in the West Stands. And the score wound up 34 uh, 28. The only thing we proved that uh, we weren't inferior, that we were not inferior, and we were not afraid. For one night, for 160 minutes, we were better than them. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. 